I'm Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Travel Mug Podcast. We hope you're having an amazing autumn or spring, I suppose, depending on where you are. Temperatures here in Nova Scotia are definitely dipping down. And like we always say, let's get on with it so we can get through it. But if you love winter or escaping winter for somewhere warmer, or you're having summer and you want to escape to somewhere cold, do we have the episode for you? So today we want to talk about some places to travel in winter. Now we realize right now isn't winter everywhere. So we are going to touch on both warm and also wintry spots, depending on what you might want to do and where you live in the world. For example, we have a lot of great listeners in Australia, and we know you're currently in spring, entering summer very soon. So we want to try to give options for everybody. So Jen, let's kick things off. Where are we going first? And are we escaping winter or going somewhere wintry? We are escaping. So I... I am not a winter lover. I know you're not either, Megan. No. So I thought, you know, while it's winter here in the Northern Hemisphere, why not go where it is summer and just avoid the whole thing altogether? (laughs) We have chatted a few times about Australia being on our bucket list. And I have no doubt we will get there someday. We'll have to do a listener meetup. We'll have to get there and meet meet some of our amazing listeners there. Yeah. So right now I want to specifically highlight the Gold Coast of Australia because it looks stunning and it looks like the perfect place to escape a cold Canadian or American winter. So the Gold Coast is in the state of Queensland. It's about an hour's drive from Brisbane. And the main attraction is, of course, the amazing beaches. There are over 70 kilometers of sandy beaches to explore. So you're, you got a lot to do if you're going to check out the beaches. And there's also amazing surfing as well, if that is your thing. I, I would be very nervous because I've only surfed on very small Nova Scotian waves. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'm, I'm going to have to get a lot more practice in before I head to Australia. <laughs> if you want to do more than just lay on a beach, of course, there is so much more to do. There is also multiple theme parks, including Warner Brothers Movie World, Whitewater World and Dream World. Really? I know. Uh, there's a reason why they're calling it the Florida of Australia. <laughs> I guess that's why for sure. Yeah. Of course, one of our favorite things to do is eat and drink. And the Gold Coast has so many local restaurants, breweries, distilleries, cafes. There's also golf and shopping. And you can also head inland to the scenic rim and explore parks and hiking and waterfalls and wineries and see the rainforest and like I think I want to move here (laughs) I think that sounds delightful all year round in my opinion right it sounds amazing so Megan where is your first spot that you're going to take us so mine is going to be also warm so again escaping winter and it's going to be Mexico so For those looking to escape winter from coast to coast, really, in, you know, America or Canada, and of course, Europe, Mexico is always a good choice. And yes, Mexico has dangerous areas. There's no mistaking this. But with everywhere you travel, there are going to be dangerous areas to avoid. And Mexico is no different. 
Just, of course, do your research. Make sure you know where you're headed. Safety should always be first, and you should always be aware of your surroundings. And anything you do off resort, such as a tour, should always, of course, be with reputable companies. I've been many times. I've loved every experience and the people and the rich history. Now, for those from Europe and the eastern seaboard of the U.S. and Canada, you will likely choose Cancun and down into the Mayan Riviera, especially Tulum. Amazing beaches, great resort choices, and also amazing historical Mayan sites, such as Coba, the coastal ruins of Tulum, and also Chichen Itza, just to name a few of many that you can visit. For anyone traveling from the West Coast, just for the sake of less travel time, people often choose spots such as Puerto Vallarta on the more western coast of Mexico. So the weather between December and March is great, as it is all year, really, in Mexico, usually not getting below 20 degrees in the daytime. Although nights during our winter can be a bit chillier there, so a sweater over those sunburnt arms in the evenings might not be a bad idea. You wouldn't believe what... After you've been there for a few days, what seems, quote-unquote, cold? Yeah. (laughs) Going after October allows you to usually miss hurricane season as well, while also escaping sort of colder weather. Now, Mexico is most often resort vacation, um, and they do offer really great amenities, really great food. The amenities that we're used to and expect, of course, are the beaches, but they can be hit and miss. My advice is to always read reviews, and if they often mention the beaches are rocky or not really great to swim at, really do trust those if the beach is important to you, so pay attention to what others are saying. But go to Mexico and have a great time. It's a great stop. Yeah, I think, you know, we've talked about that I haven't done resort vacations, but if I were to do one, I would 100% go through a travel agent who specializes in that type of travel because they know the resorts. They go to the resorts. And they know which ones are great and which ones are not as great. So I would definitely recommend checking out a travel advisor, travel agent in that case, for sure. I couldn't agree more. Now, what's up next? Where are we headed? All right. Let's go somewhere for the winter lovers. For okay. The- no, not me or you, but those other folks. <laughs> They're not me. Let's go somewhere, especially for the winter sport lovers. So we should head to Whistler, British Columbia, Canada, on the complete opposite side of the country from Megan and I. Whistler is about an hour and a half-ish, depending on traffic, north of Vancouver. And it's known for its amazing skiing and snowboarding. You can go downhill, cross-country, backcountry, heli-skiing, which I learned is where they drop you off at the top of a mountain with a helicopter, Megan. No. I mean, I mean that sounds amazing if that's your thing. It sounds to me like I would for sure just perish right as they dropped me. But I mean, cool for you. <laughs> right? So ski season is typically the third weekend in November around American Thanksgiving until about late April, depending on the weather. If skiing is not your thing, There are other ways to have fun in the snow. You can go snowshoeing, dog sledding, snowmobiling, snow tubing. There's all the snow, snow fun options. That's the most Canadian sentence anyone has ever said. Might be. Another really fun thing to do and something that I would like to do, but maybe not in the winter, is an Olympic self-guided tour. So if you are Canadian, 
you likely have fond memories of the 2010 Winter Olympics. I know I do. Lee Crosby, Golden yeah. Goal. Oh, yeah. So you can visit the venues in Olympic Plaza where they had the nightly medal ceremonies. You can visit the Athlete Village. You can go on the, you can go to the bobsled track and you could actually do a passenger bobsled ride, which sounds like really cool. They also do, if you're, if you live in the area, probably workshops where you can like learn to bobsled, which I think is really cool. If you're a bit more indoorsy, like we are in the winter, there are like amazing restaurants, spas, museums. There's plenty to do. I I need to make it out to BC. I haven't I've barely made it into BC across the border from Alberta and spent one night in BC, but I haven't really like seen BC. So no, me either. I think I completely agree. It's a place I want to go, and they've experienced terrible, terrible fires in the last mm-hmm. few years. So our heart definitely goes out to any of our listeners or anyone in BC. I've been to Victoria. It is beautiful. And I've also done a bobsled ride um, in Lake Placid where their Olympic cool. park yeah. is. And it's super fun. If you go to Whistler, definitely do it. it it's it's a, it's a rush. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. Where are we going now? All right. We're staying in Canada. Good old Canada. We're going to go to Quebec. So Quebec in winter, from what I've heard, <laughs> Winter's not my jam, but it can be a winter wonderland. I've seen pictures. I truly, truly believe it. I, of course, don't often travel to cold places in the winter, but for anyone looking to find winter, Quebec should be on your list. So here are some things I guess that could interest you to see during this time in our Belle Provence. Old Quebec is magical during this time of year. I decorated like a fairy tale Christmas scene with like lights and decorations and amazing architecture that Honestly, you could really imagine and think you're in Europe at the time. There's a German Christmas market, which also seems very European, obviously. (laughs) And of course, there's a must-see New Year's celebration, plus, of course, the food. Sausages and gingerbread and the like. It actually sounds, it does actually sound amazing. I still won't go, but it does. (laughs) I'm not going to do it, but it sounds amazing. (laughs) I should never say never, because honestly... I can just picture in my head, you know, those nights where the snow is falling, but the wind isn't blowing. Yeah. I can picture going through there on one of those nights, and it does really sound lovely, I have yeah. to say. <laughs> now, other things to take in while you're in Quebec during winter season are much like Whistler. So opportunities to ski, skate, cross-country ski, and snowshoe. You can always end your day or also include a visit to a Nordic spa. I mean, it's a great way to finish off some cold outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. The Quebec Winter Carnival, of course, takes place in February. Hugely popular event. You could also stay at North America's only ice hotel. And also don't miss visiting Village Vacances, Valcatier, which is apparently North America's largest winter playground. Of course, that's in Canada. Of course. Here, you can also go snow tubing again. We've never mentioned snow tubing twice in a book. No. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. You literally go down in giant inner tubes amongst other fun outdoor activities. So if you want winter fun, head to Quebec. So yeah. I, I actually I would really like to go to Quebec City like Christmas time. I think that would be. And it's not that far from no. Nova Scotia. You know, it is it is a, a road tripable place that we could go so i would someday someday i'll make it there 
There you go. No, I'd like to go somewhere warm. Do you have anywhere we could go? Yes, I'm taking you back to a warm place. Wonderful. We're going to Florida. I couldn't leave it off the list. But this time I'm going to talk about Miami. Nice. So we spent a few nights in Miami in January 2019 before we got on a cruise. And I actually, I really loved our visit and we saw so little of it that I do want to go back. So if you're looking for a beach day, of course, South Beach is where all the action is. Once you're done with the beach, definitely do an Art Deco walking tour. The Art Deco buildings are absolutely beautiful. I I have a free DIY Art Deco tour. It has step-by-step instructions on my blog, We'll Save for Travel. So I'll make sure that's in the show notes for you. But yeah, I I loved wandering around and checking out all of these really beautiful spots. There's also many boat tours. We did a Houses of the Rich and Famous tour. So take you around and show you all these mansions on the water. So that's very exciting. We also enjoyed Bayside Marketplace for some shopping and they had some live entertainment. So some other suggestions that I didn't have time to do is head to the Grass River and Everglades National Park. Take a food and cultural walking tour of Little Havana, which includes stops at shops and cafes where you get to taste traditional Cuban food. Like, hopefully just pizzas and sandwiches. Like, like, good Cuban food. Love that. I need to go just simply for that, I think. (laughs) Uh, There's lots of art museums to explore and, of course, take part in the legendary nightlife. We've all heard of that. We have. I was, you know, in Miami with my parents, so we were we were not going out, out. But one thing that's on my bucket list is to drive from Miami to Key West. So the Florida Keys is a 125-mile-long chain of islands that begins just south of Miami, and the islands are linked by 42 bridges. Like, wow. I, can't, I can't even, like, fathom. You can do the drive like straight in about four hours, but like, why would you want to? You're going to want to take a few days and stop and take everything in. There's a lot of state parks, museums, and of course, you have to go to the southernmost point of the continental U.S., and you need to get there early to take a picture with the buoy. I've heard that there's often a line if you wait until later in the day, so set those alarms and get up early. Like everything in life, try to beat the crowd by going early. And early is not my jam, but if I want a picture, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. I think we are going uh head to another warm spot, if that's okay. Look me there, Megan. All right. This is going to be kind of left field-ish, I feel okay. like. All right. But we're going to suggest Tenerife or Grand Canaria. In the Canary Islands. Ooh. I know. Now, if you're looking to escape winter, here is one spot. I mean, you might not have thought of. No. Tenerife is the largest island in Spain's Canary Islands. It's known for its great nightlife and restaurants. Or if you're looking for breathtaking landscapes, views, and beaches, Grand Canaria, another island of the Canary Islands, might be for you. So the Canary Islands are off the west coast of Africa. Now, the internet says the best time to visit is between June and September. However, the busiest times of year are also spring and winter, as you can imagine, especially around Christmas, as it is known as a winter escape. 
Right. Well, English is the second most spoken language there. They are part of Spain. So obviously they are a Spanish speaking nation, first and foremost. Now, Tenerife is home to Spain's tallest peak, the dormant volcano. Dormant, fingers crossed. (laughs) Mount Tiede. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. My apologies if I did not. There are both black and yellow sand beaches, as well as resort options to stay. In February slash March, because the date varies from year to year, there is the Carnival of Santa Cruz de Tenerife, the second most important and most popular carnival in the world behind Brazil. Wow. I know. <laughs> Each year, the festival has a theme, which sounds, I love a theme. That I love a theme. I know. And in 2023, it was New York, New York, the city that never sleeps. And for 2024, it is the television. And I don't know if that means like the set itself <laughs> or like Hollywood or like the stars or and wouldn't you call it Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. So we're, I don't know if we're celebrating shows or the set itself, but I guess we'll have to tune back we'll in and tune in. Out. Yeah. Now Grand Canaria. Now there you can find black and white sand beaches. Its most southern part of the island is most known for the beaches and amazing sand dunes, while the northern is popular cruise ship stops, so you may want to skip that if you're not on a cruise. Now, in between the duty-free shopping and the cruise ship passengers in the beaches is more rural and forested region for some outdoor adventure, which doesn't involve the beach, because not everyone wants to do just that. You might want to mix, which I love a mix. Yeah. It is also said that in this economy, the Canary Islands are still somewhat well-priced. So maybe put some thought into visiting somewhere other than the traditional spots in the Caribbean. Well, geez. Now I want to know. My grandmother, actually, when she got married later in life, she spent her honeymoon in the Canary Islands. And I thought, if Nanny can go, why not what? Why not us? That's exactly right. (laughs) right on no i fear you are going to however because we've we've dabbled in the warm i fear we're going back to wintry escapes am i right we are going back to the cold so i want to talk about lapland so lapland comprises the northernmost regions of both finland and sweden so although i am not a huge fan of winter i can see myself bundling up and finally making the trip to lapland so it is in the Northern Lights Belt region. So it has the most activity of Northern Lights in the Northern Hemisphere. So there's a good chance you're going to see them between October and March when it is dark enough to see them. Bundle up because it's going to be chilly, but head out. You can go snowmobiling. You can go on a sledding, sledding safari with reindeer or huskies. Of course. Of course. Go cross-country skiing, snowshoeing. Uh, You can even go for an Arctic swim during a tour on board the Sampo Icebreaker ship. Don't worry, Megan, you're dressed in a survival suit. Oh, well, maybe I I could go for it then. Uh, Now for stuff more our speed, warm up in a sauna. Okay. Okay. They are everywhere and they are essential to Finnish and Swedish culture. So, of course, I would have to visit Santa Claus Village. I love Christmas. Santa Claus Village is open year-round, though, so you can visit whenever. Uh, You can meet Santa, visit the post office to send your mail, complete with a special Arctic Circle postmark. 
at you can meet reindeer, go to elf academy. I mean, well, I think, I think at six foot, I might be kicked out of elf academy. <laughs> I think at five foot, I will be welcomed into elf academy. I'll, I'll meet you outside when you're done at the academy. <laughs> if you're braver than me, you can stay in an ice hotel. So in Swedish Lapland, you can find the original ice hotel, which is called Ice Hotel. <laughs> okay. I know. <laughs> complete like the the hotel is completely rebuilt every year from artists all over the world using snow and blocks of ice from the local Torn River. Of work. I'm so lazy and I'm just like, I would drop on this every year. Yes. So in the ice rooms, everything is made of ice, including the bed. Mm -hmm. And the hotel hovers at a constant temperature of minus five to minus seven degrees Celsius. And they provide you with an expedition style sleeping bags, which are tested for extreme temperatures. But I'm still not going to do it. I don't care about your fancy sleeping bag. I'm not doing it. I would visit the bar and get a drink in the ice bar, but that's as far as I'm going to go. Yeah, no. I mean, I would love to think that I'd be the person that would be like, well, I want to say I slept in an ice hotel. Do you know what I mean? But going through with it would be another thing. And of course, Peter would be all over it. So there I would be in this friggin' ice hotel. You would be there. he would definitely want to do that how irritating don't let him listen to this episode (laughs) i shall keep him away from it (laughs) all right well to finish things off we are going to also finish in the cold but one of our favorite places that we simply couldn't leave off the list let's just be really honest iceland so if you've listened to the podcast which we know you have you know that jen and i are huge fans of iceland and like we had to include it Of course, it's winter getaways. It's Iceland. Yeah. I know, right? We can go to Iceland and have an amazing time in spring and summer. That's when I enjoy my time there. But northern winter, of course, can provide you with some of the most spectacular scenes, like Jen just mentioned, of course, about Finland and Sweden. Mother Nature has some really cool things to offer, and of course, that's the northern lights. Now, if you want to go in winter, you have to remember that there will be a lot of darkness. So around the winter solstice toward third week-ish of December, it is around 19 hours of darkness per day. It's a lot of dark. Yeah. But of course, to see the northern lights, it does require darkness. Yeah, that's the problem. Yes, right? (laughs) You need one to get the other. And the best time to see the northern lights in Iceland is September through until March. But other activities and things to see would be beautiful snow-capped mountains and landscape, snowmobiling, Tours are still offered during winter as driving can be limited, so they don't really recommend that you head out on your own during that time of year. Of course, you could visit an ice cave on a tour, hike a glacier if that's your thing. Um, And of course, ice and, you know, best in the winter to visit that. Of course, there's beautiful winter wildlife. And of course, don't forget to visit winter time to the Blue Lagoon. I think that would be pretty cool. Yes, for sure. I just picked to the warm water. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, when it comes to Iceland, any time of year is amazing. It will all just depend on what you want to do. And if the above sounds like the kind of adventure you want, I mean, I would get to planning because winter 
will soon be upon us. It's coming. Winter is coming, Megan. It is indeed. So those <laughs> are our ideas for you. Hopefully you can take something away from that. Yeah, I think that was a lot of travel options and lots of different options. So find us on Instagram or Facebook at Travel Mug Podcast and let us know where you are headed this winter or where you would like to go. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Megan and I are planning our winter getaways. So if you'd like to support what we do here, you can do that through Buy Me a Coffee. The link is in the show notes. Or, or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which is free. And also free is sharing the show with a travel-loving pal. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye, everyone.